Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Faith Christian Podcast. At Faith Christian, our purpose is to help people find and follow Jesus. For more information about Faith Christian, check out our website, fccnp.org, or stop by on a Sunday morning. We'd love to meet you. Now we hope you enjoy this recent teaching from Faith Christian Church. Hey there, Faith Christian family. Let me start off by saying Merry Christmas to you all. We're so excited that you're able to take a few minutes out of the busy holiday to spend with us. Over the last few weeks, the staff has put together a really amazing service for you all. Now, if you remember, over the last few weeks, we handed out these boxes. Now, if you have this box, make sure you go grab it because later on in the service, you're going to need the supplies that are in here. So make sure you go grab that. If you don't have one of those communion boxes, then what we want you to do is hit pause on this video and go find the supplies that you need. Go find some grape juice. Go find some crackers. Whatever it is that you have in your house that could just symbolize communion for you. Now, the worship team has put together a very special surprise at the end of this service. So make sure you hang around all the way to the end because I promise you, you won't want to miss what they put together for you. But with that said, go ahead and join me in some worship now.
hello there, Faith Christian family, and Merry Christmas. Our hope and prayer today is that your Christmas day is full of warmth and family, and as the old song goes, full of comfort and joy. This year, during the Christmas season, we've been uh, teaching about, talking about the idea that you can learn a lot about a person by the way that they wrap a gift. And I think that's true of God as well. By the way that God has wrapped the gift of Christmas, we learn a lot about who God is. And I think this statement is, is no more true than what I want to talk about today, because Christmas comes wrapped in love. And there is no more accurate or, or important description of our Heavenly Father than love. You know, there are seasons of life when, when I think all of us could use an extra dose of love. I think that's especially true at Christmas time. Because as you know, the most wonderful time of the year can also be the most stressful time of the year. Even for Santa. <laughs> Maybe you've heard this or seen this little letter uh, that a little six-year-old boy wrote to Santa Claus. It was for a school assignment, so he had to write a letter to Santa. Here's what his letter said. Dear Santa, I'm only doing this for the class. I know that your naughty list is empty and your good list is empty, and your life is empty. You don't know the trouble I've had in my life. Goodbye. Love, well, I'm not telling you my name. <laughs> Pretty pessimistic for a six-year-old, don't you think? <laughs> you know, we've all had trouble in life. And one of the reasons that we've all had trouble in life is that we have all had trouble learning to give and receive love. Now, the reason for that is that we, we tend to think of love as being conditional. Here's what I mean by that. Our, our world and our culture have conditioned us to practice what I'm going to call because of love. In other words, I love you because. Well, I love you because I, I find something in you that I deem lovely or maybe I love you because I think you are worthy of my love. Or I love you because you have earned my love. Now, unfortunately, even religion jumps onto that. <laughs> and one of the reasons that, uh, that legalism still thrives in a lot of places today is that we are taught and we are told and we begin to think that God will love you because. And then we fill in the blank. So, so we are taught to love because of, not in spite of love. But Christmas reminds us that God loves us, not because of anything we've done, but just because God wants to. Uh, the, the Bible contains a lot of stories. But when you read them all together, you realize that the, all these stories of God, they all come together to tell one really big, one really important story. And that story is of a God who is determined to rescue his children because he loves them with, in spite of love. Not because they deserve it, not because they have earned it, not even because they've asked for it. But the big story of God is that God is determined to save his kids because he loves them with this in spite of love. <laughs> and at the very center of this story is a baby. John puts it like this in John chapter 3. 
For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world not to judge the world but to save the world through him. You see, Jesus did not come to proclaim our judgment. Jesus came to claim our judgment because we are loved with an in spite of love. And we need Christmas to know this. We don't need Christmas to know that that God is powerful. I mean, we can look at the majesty of creation and we can figure that out. We don't need Christmas to know that that God is wise. We we can look at at the way that the universe is ordered and we can understand that the designer is brilliant. But what is his heart like? That's why we need Christmas. To know that God is love demanded that he come in the flesh and tell us and show us himself. And his his omnipotence is so great that he could do it. And his love is so great that he would do it. Listen to how the Apostle John continues to describe God and love. This is from 1 John chapter 4. Dear friends, he writes, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. Now listen to what John says next. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. So over and over, the Bible says, Do you want to know what love looks like? Then look at Christmas. Because love looks like Christmas. Again, 1 John chapter 4. This is real love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Back in the the mid-1700s, Uh, the great preacher and theologian Charles Wesley wrote the words to a Christian hymn, a Christmas hymn, uh, that we still sing today. It was later put to the familiar music that we know in the mid-1800s by Felix Mendelssohn. It's become, maybe the older I get, it's become one of my very favorite Christmas songs. Because this one song packs so much good theology in just three short verses. It's just genius. Listen to some of these lyrics. Hail the heaven-born Prince of Peace. Hail the Son of Righteousness, light and life to all he brings, risen with healing in his wings. Mild, he lays his glory by, now look at this part, born that man no more may die. Born to raise the sons of earth, born to give them second birth. That's why God was placed in a crib, so that he could go to a cross, because love gives all. 
This is the big story that the Bible is telling. It's a story of redemption. It's a story of grace. It's a story that shows us what real love looks like. Love. Love took Jesus to the place where he could take our place. Because the God of Christmas loves you to death. So what does that have to say to anyone looking for love today? Well, I'm here to tell you that love looks for you. Every other religion in the world, all other religions, they're going to tell you how to look for God. But there is only one faith that says God came in the flesh to look for you. And he didn't come because of, he came in spite of. Your worth didn't create his love. His love has created your worth. My prayer for you this Christmas is that you can picture that a love like that really exists. I pray that Christ will live in your hearts by faith, that your life will be strong in love and built on love. And I pray that you, you and all of God's people will have the power to understand the greatness of Christ's love, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep that love is. Christ's love is greater than anyone can ever know. But I pray that you will be able to know that love and that you can be filled with the fullness of God. Love is looking for you this Christmas. Please receive that gift.
This Christmas season, we have been talking about wrapping Christmas, and we have talked about wrapping Christmas in expectation, in joy, in hope, in peace, and in love. But Christmas morning is all about unwrapping the Christmas gifts. And I believe that there is no greater time to unwrap Christmas than around the table as we experience the gift that Jesus gave us by giving his life for us that we might have life eternal. The Apostle Paul wrote these wonderful words to the Ephesians church in Ephesians chapter 3. It's a prayer for the Ephesians, and this is my prayer as we come around the table this Christmas morning. For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all of the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and how long, how high, how deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure with all the fullness of God. And now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all that we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work in us, to him be all glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, now and forevermore. Amen. Today, as we come around the table, we celebrate this birth, and we celebrate his death, we celebrate his resurrection, and we recognize that we are complete because of his sacrifice. On that night, some 2,000 years ago, when he was in the upper room, he took the bread, he broke it, and passed it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body broken for you. And in a similar manner, he took the cup, passed it to his disciples, saying, This is the blood of the new covenant poured out for many. As often as you eat of the bread and drink of the cup, do this in remembrance of me. Well, faith family, as we conclude this service, we hope that you guys enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed putting it together. Now, don't go anywhere yet, because we still have that special surprise from our band. But before we get to that, I just wanted to remind our parents who have young children that following this live stream, we'll have another live stream specifically designed for our children. Now, over the last few weeks, we've handed out the packets for the children's programming. Parents, after this is concluded, take a few minutes to look through that packet. Gauge everything that's in it, and there's actually an instruction sheet in there. Go ahead and read that instruction sheet, because it's going to tell you some information that you're going to need to know that the young ones don't necessarily need to know right away. So make sure you go ahead and uh, take a few moments to just look over that, and get a good understanding of all that it's telling you to do. Now, without further ado, please enjoy 
our boom-whacker rendition of Drummer Boy. And have a Merry Christmas.